our spoilers, I am Adam. Um, I'm, well, tired, of course, but, you know, I am, I'm, I'm happy the show is over. Um, I also think this episode had the best nostalgia beat that worked. Um, so I think I said it before, I think the nostalgia beat that really didn't work for me, like, of, of all of the ones that they tried on the show, was in the first episode, um, I'm talking about the Santa Claus finale. In the first episode, um, there is the, uh, the, when he, when he goes down the chimney and he goes into the house and he's talking to the little girl, uh, but before you get into that, he gets into this, uh, you know, we get a flashback to show us this is the little girl from the first movie, you know, the, the one who kind of bookends his adventure to Santa, where it's like, you know, he goes down there, and, and he, and, um, he doesn't drink the milk, and he's like, uh, I'm lactose intolerant, so the next year she gets some soy milk, and then it's Casey Wilson playing him, playing that girl in the, uh, in the new one, it's like, alright, that, that, that bit kind of worked, um, but had they not, you know, beat you over the head with who it was, it probably would have worked better. Either way, that wasn't the big issue that I had. Uh, that was, you know, that was one of the moments that didn't quite work. Charlie, I don't think Charlie coming back really worked. I don't think that. I think Bernard coming back worked. Um, because both actors kind of fell back into the same relationship they had the last time we saw them, and that was really kind of interesting. Um, and I think that this episode has the only beat that works like that, in, in, in the way where it's like, here's a reference, and you're like, oh, I know what they're doing. Like, because you get that, like, that's one of the things in a, in a, in a, in a legacy sequel, or a legacy sequel, I think they call it a legacy sequel in, in, in Scream, um, but either way, the only, like, you know, the, that moment, you need to be able to, you know, know what's coming, and then feel the reward with, like, I knew that was coming, that's great, so, what we have with this is, uh, like, you know, much like the Santa Claus 2, um, Scott comes back to the North Pole and is, uh, what's it called, and needs to, uh, you know, unseat the bad Santa who's taken over from the good Santa and, uh, and then take over and move from there. Um, and he gets there and, you know, Simon is still, has him captured and, you know, then the, uh, you know, his, his kids come in and, um, come in and do that, and, and it's, it's interesting, and, alright, you know, the, the whole idea that it's like, okay, well, the, the contract up until this point wasn't legally binding because he never put on the suit, it's an interesting wrinkle to add, I would have liked some more laying that out before this point, um, would have been, like, something before this that says, like, oh, like, you know, them being like, oh, where's the suit, where's the suit, okay, whatever, like, I, I understand that, and then it's like, well, you lost the suit, what do you mean, um, and then it's like, thinking back, it's like, oh, he didn't put the suit on when, when he was there, like, that wasn't what they did, oh, they accidentally sent Santa away, if I remember correctly, I don't remember, it's, it's kind of just an ordeal, like, the whole thing's kind of an ordeal, um, the, I, I think that the, the, the issue with this um, comes down to the fact that 
none of the plot resolutions that happen in this episode really feel earned. Um, and, and that one moment where you have, um, what's it called? That, that one moment where you have, uh, um, you know, the, the, the toy soldiers from the second one come back. That's like, alright, cool, I guess. But, because here's the thing. The, the arc of each of the characters is Scott should, like, and, and Scott has to lay it out at the end, because if he doesn't lay it out at the end, you won't understand what's happening. Scott, his entire thing is, being Santa got hard, so he quit, when he shouldn't have quit. That's what this is. And he says something like, I went back to the real world and it didn't feel right, and it's like, well, no. You went back to the real world, and and the only thing that you didn't really like was that you were by yourself because your wife had autonomy, because she went back to school. And her arc, too, of realizing, no, I'm Mrs. Claus, it's like, well, no. Because, like, the issue is, like, arguably she was feeling the most fulfilled on the screen when she was back being a principal. Like, when she's back in that job, we see her, you know, back to being in her element and being, you know, like, toward the end of her time as Mrs. Claus, we don't see her happy at all. Now, look, it's, it's like, you know, and, and then for her to come back and for her to have to fight the, the, the toy soldiers from the one that she originated in, it's like, all right, that's cool. But her realization that she belongs there is entirely con- contrary to where we saw her. It's almost as if there's an episode missing, like, halfway through this. And it's like, you know, where it's like they start to realize that going back to their old lives wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a disservice to every character arc in the show. Because everyone goes to the real world, quote-unquote, and has a better time for it. And then there's also the issue of the, the actual stakes of the show. Because, like, the issue is that the, the Christmas magic is going away. That That is the main inciting conflict here. And they... The show makes it seem like the, the issue is global. Like, people on Earth aren't adhering to Christmas anymore. They don't care about Christmas anymore. And because they don't care about Christmas anymore, that's where... Um, what's it called? That's where, you know, the Christmas magic is going away. The, the issue becomes that the way it's framed from for the, for the show, it's almost as if they're saying that it's individuals not believing in Christmas that made it, like, the individual elves stopped believing in Christmas magic and that's what made it go away, that's why they all vanished, and it's like, that's a weird thing to spring on in the finale. Um, but, like, it, it, like, when you, like, look at it, it's like, oh, okay, that does kind of make sense because these characters get despondent and then vanish. Um, and, and it, it's an interesting kind of thing, but it's like, it, it, it doesn't quite line up with anything the fuck else that we were told throughout the entire thing, and it's like, alright, alright, it, it feels like a retcon within the show, and it's like, well, why do we need to, you're not doing your job right as a, as a writing staff, you need to retcon, you know, the entire season in the finale, and the season's only six episodes, and again, the effects are terrible. I mean, we got Pikachu's little cousin from, from Uncanny Valley in, in, um, in Chippendale Rescue Rangers who appears to talk to, what's-her-name, for no fucking reason. The suit, like, 
is as it's crawling down the hallway, and I don't think it's ever established that the suit is sentient. Um, like, ever. Like, I, I don't think that we ever had uh, Doctor Strange's cloak as the Santa suit. And as it's crawling down the hallway, it is doing some major fucking clipping through itself. And you're just like, you, no one thought to look through this and be like, oh, this looks normal. Like, and then, like, when you get to the end, when they're getting out to go on Chris and they've gotten the North Pole back, when they're getting ready to go out on, on, um, what's it called? On, on their run as a family, it's like, okay, well, we need to, you know, we, we need to do this whole thing, and, and, you know, like, and, and, and as they're doing that, the effects on the reindeer and everything are so bad I'm watching, and I'm like, there were better unfinished effects in the deleted scenes from Shrek on the 2000 DVD. What the fuck? And this is a finished TV show. It looks like it's unfinished effects that they sent out, and it's like, well, why? You, you couldn't push out a finished copy of the effects? Like, it's just so weird to me that that was what they went with. Um, and, and it's just like, it, it, it's just all around, it's just the things don't quite line up properly, where it's like, okay, so all of that's happening, and then there's also this, you know, I don't know where the Christmas witch really ties into anything, or what her role is, because I think it's kind of just like they heard the name Christmas witch, and thought it would be, oh, this is an interesting character to add without thinking about what it is, because her thing is, she she delivers presents in Italy, like, that was... Like, that's, you know, their version of Santa Claus. It's like, you know, you, you get fruits and stuff like that from, from La Bufana. And it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at that and it's like, oh, well, they were all male Santas. And Carol's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the issue. The issue here is that La Bufana wasn't involved in that, which he definitely should have been, because she's just a regional Santa who also happens to lift the North Pole for reasons. Um... But it's just, there's so many things on this that it's just, like, really weirdly executed. And there's another Lost reference, and I'm like, the first time there was a Lost reference, I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's funny, that's funny. Then once you do it a second time, it's kind of, like, beating you over the head with it, and it's like, okay, I don't need two Lost references. I know she was on Lost. And the thing is, if you, if you understood the first one, because the first one's a little more on the nose... It's, it's kind of like that, that beat in the episode with P.T. Barnum um, of Legends of Tomorrow where they're like, oh, let's go to the Titanic. And um, and Stein gets adamant, no, no, we will not go to the Titanic. We will never go to the Titanic. Um, whoever designed that ship should be killed. Um, and, you know, that's obviously because if um, Victor Garber played the guy who designed the Titanic in Titanic. So, look, like, you know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, like, well, why don't we just say we were lost on a deserted island? And, um, Carol goes, no, 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 like, it's just confusing after a while. And it's small, it's subtle, and it works. The thing is, if you get that joke, the second joke, where it's like there's this smoke creature that we end up finding out is La Bufana, you know, using the smoke, it comes in, and, and when Carol goes, oh, I've seen something like this before, it's like, oh, okay, well... Yeah. Like, if you got the joke about the, the island, this is also a joke you will get. 
And it's so weird because it, it's like it, it breaks the fourth wall in a really weird way because like the other references and stuff don't necessarily break the fourth wall where it's like, okay, well, we're going to, um, what's it called? We're going to do, um, like when, when he's walking through and he sees the remnants of all the, the toy soldiers that Carol kills and they're all over the place and he goes, Jesus Christ, uh, Mrs. John Wick over here. Like, it's a it's a good little side bit and I think the little side jokes do work sometimes but like, it's not, it, it is acknowledging something that happens for in the real world or something that happens in the real world in the, in, the, in the existence of John Wick but it doesn't feel like we're forcing it in the same way that um, that other beat feels kind of forced. Um, and it's just kind of like, it's so, it's weird. Um, because in that, she's not talking to any character, she's talking to the audience specifically. Um, and it's weird because it's like, it happens via voiceover, which means that I would assume that the decision to have that beat was not made until post-production. They were like, wait, we can put in someone who is working VFX is like, hey, wait a minute, that's the smoke monster from Lost. We can we can make her make a joke about that. Um, and it's just kind of a weird choice all around. Um, what else was there to address with this finale? Um, yeah, I just feel like they had so many things that didn't quite line up with what we saw throughout the entire show up until this point that none of it really ever clicked properly. It all feels just a little bit off. Um, and I'm just like, alright, whatever. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. It is just, it is what it is, I guess. Is what I'm, what I'm going for on this. I mean, look, I think that the finale is the most visually interesting of the episodes, and at least will keep you engaged, unlike the past five um, but much like the previous episode, it asks more questions than it answers. And the answers that it does give are not, um, what's it called? Are not, uh, you know, fulfilling. It's like, you know, the, the whole thing where it's like the, 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 the existence of Mrs. Claus never, like Mrs. Claus never existed until... Um, they, they just had that as part of the myth. There was no Mrs. Claus. Santa was perpetually a bachelor for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, like, he, th- that never happened just because they needed this Santa, but the myth had that because this Santa needed to get married so that way they could have a kid and the kid could have the powers. And then the other question I have is, now... How did the how did the magic the genetic like the, I think what we're looking at here is a situation where it doesn't quite work right because if this situation is happening and, and you're having kids and one kid is getting the the powers to like you know communicate as if you're Santa and talk to kids as if you're Santa and you're also getting the powers to you know and to, to see the portals which by the way the portals is probably my least favorite thing of anything they introduced in the show because it's so counterintuitive to everything else they've done up until this point. Um, whatever. Um, and he can, he can do that. And the daughter can talk to animals, but, you know, Cal or Buddy can't. I, I feel like that's a huge, huge, huge mistake. 
Um, I don't know. It just it, it feels like that shouldn't be the case. Look at it like. The thing is, it's like, if it was the case where it's like a kid will get that, you could have done something where one kid gets the powers and the other doesn't. And one kid is resentful and the other doesn't. Uh, and the other one's like, alright, well I got the powers, just the fuck off. Like, that would have been an, an angle that would have been more interesting. But when you divert it into two different people, it's like, well, that, that proves that the plan from the beginning was kind of flawed. Because if he doesn't have the second kid... First off, he doesn't know the kids have the powers until later in this in this show itself. Um, in this episode, actually, he finds out that, that the son has powers. the 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 daughter was always able to talk to animals, but she's the younger one. So, like, the game plan is so ridiculous with this. So it's like, okay, well, w- was there a meeting of the Santas in the Yule verse to be like, oh shit, we fucked up. This didn't work because that's the thing. Is like, if the point was to have a kid and have the powers passed to the kid, and have the kid be the next Santa, which, again, I'm not entirely sure, I, I don't remember why they needed to do that, but it doesn't feel need, like a need, and it just feels like a way to do the inverse Spider-Verse, where it's like, the, the point of Spider-Verse is anyone can wear the suit, which was kind of what this show was, anyone can wear the suit, anyone can wear, can be Santa, except for the fact that it very specifically has to be Scott. Because for centuries they've been thinking about how to do this to keep Christmas going. And it, and it has to be Scott, otherwise it's no one. Um, but we'll wrap up there for today. Tonight we will be seeing Avatar The Way of Water. Um, I'm going at 5.45 to see this movie. Um, three and a half hours long, so... That's how long, the theater tells you how long it is with ads, or with the trailers, so hopefully, you know, that's accurate, or, I mean, hopefully not accurate, really, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm not seeing an IMAX, I am seeing in 3D, though, um, so, we'll have a review of that tomorrow. So, until, or, later today, so until then, have a great rest of your week.